Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I am Mills Grant, your host, your one and only, your single, your solo, flying solo host this morning. Talking to you live. From the comfort, warm confines, more importantly, dry confines of the studio this morning. It's great to talk with you. It is a great day, a little bit of rain. And as you heard a second ago, I'm flying solo. It's great to have you tune in this morning, listening to the Yard Pro Show. And as always, you can find us. You know, it's brought to you by Carolina Fresh Farms. Very simple to find during the week at www.carolinafreshfarms.com. Folks, it's pretty simple. The format of the show, it is a live call-in or texting format. You can give us a call this morning at 1-800-347-1063. That's 800-347-1063. And as always, you can text us at 71307. So we'd love to hear from you. Excuse me. I would love to hear from you. If not, we have a long list of hot topics, of hot topics to get to, one of them being the weather. The grass is growing, the flowers are blooming, maybe a little bit slower due to all the rain and overcast rainy days we've had this week. It's uh, been a little dreary most days, but needed rain, much needed rain. Um, You know, I've heard reports from up in Kiwi Key area earlier this week, five and a half inches in a 24-hour period, Um, inch and three quarters night before last in the mountainous areas of South Carolina. I know down at the farm we've had probably three and a half inches or thereabouts this week. So it's been an extremely, extremely wet week, but much needed. I did print, and it was released Thursday, May the 17th, the current South Carolina Drought Monitor from the U.S. Drought Monitor Service uh, by the USDA. And uh, as of Thursday, it was still about the same in the state, folks. About 40% of the state was affected by drought, 60% drought-free. So we're not in terrible shape, but that that really deep low country of South Carolina could certainly use some rain. Hopefully they got some this week, and uh, we'll see a little bit of drought eliminated. So, uh, you know, excessive moisture seems to be the hot topic. So as we go through the show today, we'll talk a little bit about that. Soil temperatures, what's going on? Current soil temperatures have rebounded. In a lot of cases, we may be better than what we normally are this time of the year. 90-degree weather last week certainly helped out. And by the way, thank you for tuning in last week. Apologize that uh, a little bit of pre-recorded action there, but hopefully it was some good information that you could uh, kind of carry throughout the week in your gardening and maybe answered a few questions for you. But certainly uh, soil temperatures, Greenville this week as of yesterday, uh, five-day average 77.2, the five-year average 72.4, the 10-year average 71. So soil temperatures a little bit warmer uh, this past week in, in the upstate of South Carolina. In the Midlands, five-day average of 81.2 here recently, and the five-year average of 77.6 and a 10-year average of 75.8. So we're a little bit ahead of schedule on the soil temperatures, which is a good thing. Now, I'm certain uh, the amount of rainfall we've had this week, some cooler nighttime temps in the 60s, um, mild during the day is certainly going to buffer that soil temperature. You'll see it kind of back to normal. But it's nice to see those warm soil temperatures because if you haven't noticed, folks, Walk out, take a look in the lawn. Things are really beginning to green up. It's almost overnight. It's almost like a little miracle happened in your yard if you had a Bermuda centipede or St. Augustine lawn or zoysia and you've been waiting patiently all spring. It was almost like first of this week it kind of peeked out and said, hello, welcome, I'm here. I think I'm going to grow now, so things are great. We're going to go to the phone lines. We have Ron N. Taylors. He found us at 1-800-347-1063. Phone lines are open. And as always, you feel free to text us at 71307. Good morning, Ron, and welcome to the Yard Pro Show. Good morning. Hey, i got three things, spurge, temps, and, and fertilizer. Spurge, on the front of my yard where the road is, that stuff is starting to come up. I was just going to try and knock it out with like some roundup before it starts. You know, it's, it's like little soldiers coming onto my yard. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And that, that, that was my approach was knock that out. Uh, the end of last year, I did a total, uh, 
total wipeout of that stuff everywhere. And so far, it looks like it's been very effective. But that that's the only way really to take care of it. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's some selective herbicides out there. I mean, is it in the lawn? Is it in a landscape bed? What's it What's it in, Ron? It's it's right on the edge of the yard. Okay. Uh, you know, what type of selectives would be good in case it, it starts to show its ugly head in the yard? I mean, it depends on the desired turf that you're growing, but things such as Bermuda, uh, Bermuda something like Speed Zone Southern could work fairly well. Um, you could add a little bit of Quinclorac, uh, which is a, a, a product that really translocates fairly quickly in the leaf, and it'll help a little bit of uptake. Um, one thing add with Spurge— you know the thing with the spurge, you've got to understand too. If you just if you buy a product, a post-emergent herbicide, and you put that in um, to the, just mix it as it says according to label and spray it, spurge can be a little difficult to control because you really need a good spreader sticker. You need something to hold that chemical on the leaf a little bit longer. Um, the other key is to mow it, wait a few days, spray it. And then prolonged mowing um, or irrigation, certainly for at least you know ten or twelve hours, so we can get more translocation of that chemical into the plant. Mm. Okay, and what was that thing to add to the add um, to the image? Uh, any, any type of surfactant, a non oh. non ionic surfactant or a spreader sticker. Um, same stuff you would use. You know, image was one of the first in the residential market where you really saw that come on the label, probably back in the eighties. Um, that suggested that you use a non-ionic surfactant. Um, it can be very beneficial in some of these hard-to-kill weeds such as spurge um, that have a little bit thicker, tougher cuticle layer or, or layer across the leaf. The same with uh, nutsedge. You know, nutsedge has that really waxy layer. It's, it's difficult to get some product into that leaf sometimes. And a lot of these products today are more foliar absorbed than they are translocated through the root system. Um, a, a lot of the products that were translocated through the roots are unfortunately restricted use or, or not even being produced or sold any longer because they are in the soil. The products today are, are more of, you know, hey, spray it, let's adhere it to the leaf, make it stick so that the plant can uptake it through the leaf tissue and translocate it through the roots. Okay, and the soil temps, um, I had on my notes it was like 50 to 55 degrees uh, plus for a week. And I looked at it, looked at the whole month ahead, and my soil temperatures were over 55. But uh, I do have a question on that. What's the depth that I would have to go? Because I bought one of those soil temperature thermometers. What's the depth, the proper depth to be able to test that correctly? When you're looking at soil temperatures in relationship to weeds, um, annual weed germination, I mean, let's think about this. Crabgrass seed is, is one that we can really predict well with soil temperature readings. Um, most of the data that you see on the on the internet is probably going to be at about the two inch layer. Um, that's a kind of good general rule of thumb. But let's also remember that those soil temperatures or those weed seeds are going to be banked like crabgrass seed are going to be in the top half inch of soil. Those are the ones that you really have to worry about germinating. Anything that's you know one to two to three inches deep in the soil profile typically does not see enough sunlight, enough air movement, it, typically that's not what's germinating. What's germinating is in that top inch of soil. So if I were taking them in my own personal lawn, I would probably read my soil temperatures in the top one inch. Um, and certainly, you know, if you think about it, that top one inch is, is going to heat up much quicker than the four or five inch level. Uh, okay, and then uh, the uh, fertilizer. Last time I called you all was a couple of weeks ago, and I wasn't even in the state. I was listening to you on the Internet thing on my phone. Yeah. Um, and I I didn't write. I got so tangled up in what was going on, I, I didn't write down the fertilizer to put on here. Um, on Bermuda? Yeah, well, on Bermuda and Cavalier, and I yep. uh, we I are... put down that uh, uh, whatever that uh, barricade. Yeah, the barricade. So, so you got the, the pre-emergent out early in the year, right? February, March, sometime in that well, neck got, of the woods. Um, I got that one out, and then I just put the barricade down just when the temps started getting higher. Okay. Or, uh, something like that. Uh, I, I, I may have the names uh, mixed up. And, and then it's a 16, 25, 12 sometime in April, and then again in, in mid-May, what we normally ask people to do is do the 1906. It's a broadleaf weed killer. It's a 1906 Confront 3 Dimension. That, that's normally on the schedule around mid-May. Um, it's a broadleaf weed killer, a little bit more pre-emergent. We're, we're kind of reaching towards the end of that 
opportunity to do that. Um, but if you haven't done the 1906 Confront 3 Dimension, I would really urge you to do it um, because that is going to help with some of your broadleaf weeds, such as the spurge. It's, it's not perfect on spurge, but it's certainly going to help combat the spurge. It's really good yeah. on clovers and, and dandelions and other broadleafs like that in the lawn. If you don't have those weeds in existence in the lawn, um, you know, you're kind of in between two different applications. You could go ahead and jump to that June application here pretty soon. That's the one. Uh, the the uh, one you just mentioned is what I just put down a couple yes, weeks ago. That is correct. Uh, <clears throat> okay, that's what I. That's the one I did. I'm getting these names mixed up. So you're talking the sixteen twenty five twelve in uh, April. Yep, in April typically. All right. So I missed. So in other words, I missed the April. Well, is that is that a uh, pre emergent? No, it is not. Is it's it's a fertilizer with high phosphorus to help get the plant vigor and bring it out of spring dormancy. Or bring it out of okay, winter well, dormancy into the spring, transition into the spring. I missed that one. Should I put that down now or should I, I do something else? I, I think I would just pick up in June and follow your schedule in June. It's a Bermuda lawn. It's an origin lawn. You should be good. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Have a great weekend, Ron. See you. All right, bye-bye. Folks, we're going to stay with the phone lines. Uh, we have a few other people that have found us, and always you can text us at 71307. Let's go back to the phones. We're going to Danny in Pickens. Good morning, Danny, and welcome to the Yard Pro Show. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. Uh, I think I'm going to be continuing what this guy was talking about. I'm, I've got a problem with a lot of dandelions and clover. Okay. Uh, I had used a uh, like a Trimec that you could put in a hose-in sprayer and spray. Okay. Uh, what I want to know is, you know, there were several things you needed to do. You know, grass needed to be low, not rain for 24 hours, under 85 degrees. My problem was the grass didn't turn green till late this year. Yeah. I didn't want to spray while it was coming out of dormancy. I didn't know... When's the earliest you can spray? When's the latest you can spray? Uh, what kind of lawn is it? That, what's your well, desired it grass? Centipede, it was okay. a centipede, but I've been transitioning to some Palisade zoysia I bought right. from y'all. The zoysias, it is a little bit temperamental. Any grass can be temperamental during that transitional period. And But you did a really good thing if you've also got some cover of centipede. Centipede is one of the grasses we fear most of, of the general public going out and doing too much with, um, not only with herbicides, um, and, and that are out there, but also with just fertilizer, doing it too early in the season because centipede can be extremely temperamental during transition. Now, at this point in the year, all across the state of South Carolina, lawns are transitioned at this point. Now, they may not be beautiful because we had a really tough winter and a really screwy spring um, yeah. for transition, but nonetheless, I think we're past the point where we say, hey, the lawn is transitioning. I think now what we're looking at is winter injury and we've got to regrow um, some damaged grass and damaged lawns. So I think you're in the clear at this point. You are- With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Are going to cause anytime you use a herbicide, you have the potential to delay a little bit of growing or to, 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 to shorten that. My big concern now, of course, looking at the 10-day, I don't think in the upstate of South Carolina, we're not forecasted to get above 85 degrees. I think 87 on Thursday um, probably only for an hour or two. So as we get warmer, we want to avoid the middle of the afternoon of spray um, with any type of herbicide. That needs to be done early in the morning or late in the evening. And we need to make sure we have a window of low thunderstorm threats, um, which, you know, for you and Pickens is probably going to be next weekend. Um, looks like the extended forecast, you know, all the way through the first middle part of the week, we have a 50% or better chance of rain about every day. 
Um, yeah. So be patient. The other good product you could use if you haven't fertilized recently, um, you may want to think about the 1906 Confront 3 Dimension I was talking with Ron, the last caller, about. It's a convenient, easy formulation, good to use. But we want you to apply that in the early morning hours when we have a little bit of dew. That'll help stick some of the broadleaf weed killer to to the the desi- or the undesirable weeds in your lawn and give you a little bit better control. Okay. Uh, the other thing was that surfactant. Uh, yes. When you put in a hose-in sprayer, how many ounces would you put? Most how many ounces of the surfactant? Yeah, most surfactants, you know, depending on the manufacturing, read the label. They're going to be anywhere from a teaspoon to a tablespoon per gallon of mix, which is basically a thousand square feet. So it just it really depends on how much you're putting in your hose end sprayer and and what's going on there. Um, you know how how many thousands of square feet is that container going to treat? So if it's going to treat four thousand square feet, then you'd want to put. If, if your product says four teaspoons per 1,000 or four teaspoons per gallon, then you need to mix four teaspoons in that product. Okay. Another thing is Roundup. Yes. Uh, if you spray tree roots with Roundup, is it going to hurt the tree? In theory, no, but I wouldn't advise it because it freaks okay. me out. But in theory, Roundup is translocated through green living leaf tissue. So in theory, you can go spray the trunk of an oak tree, and you should get zero translocation of that chemical into that tree. So it should be very safe, in theory. Yeah, but I, but I, use a little common sense too, you know. Yeah, I've got some problems with some uh, maples. You know, those roots get shallow. Yep. And, you uh, should be fine if you spray the desired or the, the undesired weeds that are there that you're trying to control. If you spray just to wet the weeds, you should be fine in theory. Should not be any issue. Okay, that confront, is it a granular? It is. It's all, it's all, it only comes in a granular? Yeah. Um, it's, it's confront three, which is a newer formulation. Um, one of the active ingredients, gosh, it's probably been six, seven years ago now, was actually moved to the restricted use chemical list. So they re, this, they've reformulated one that's for sale to homeowners on residential turf, and they had to take one of the actives out, replace it with another active, and that's why now – that active um, really needs to stay on the plant a little bit longer than it used to. The old active ingredient was fantastic because it had some root activity, really good root activity. So it, as a granular, you'd spread it like fertilizer. It would get in the top layer of the soil. The, the, the weeds' roots would take it up. It would kill it. Now we have to work it in reverse. But it, it is a good product, very good product, okay. easy to use. Okay, again, I want to reiterate on the 85-degree uh, the temperature and under uh, – it can get to 85 or so that day, but we want to make sure when we spray, it's under 85. That's correct. That's and, and, and while that spray is in solution on the leaf surface, we want it cooler. Um, so we want to be under that 85-degree mark. Yeah, I would, I would probably spray around 7, 30, 8 o'clock at night anyway. That, so. That's a good time to do it, especially if we don't have a threat. You know, I'd wait to 7, 38 until we make sure there's not a pop-up thunderstorm that's going to hit your lawn, go out and spray it right before dark, and you should you got all evening as at the cooler temperatures on the lawn and all next morning then it should be very safe for you and can you do that anytime during the summer if yeah i mean it, we start getting a lot of drought stress is when i get really concerned of people spraying herbicides you know yeah. if, if your lawn's under a lot of stress we don't want to do anything to aid or add to that stress okay one more question sure uh, i have some indian hawthorns look like a couple of mine died this year because of the cold winter yep what's a good replacement shrub about that size you know <laughs> It's kind of hard to say off the top of my head just because I don't deal with the, the nursery side of things as much as I used to. But I'm beginning to wonder, should we go back to some of the good old standbys like the dwarf Yopon hollies and things of that nature? You know, those are kind of what stood the test of time. Everybody moved away from them and, and their thoughts and, and landscape because, oh, this is the new plant here and, and let's plant it. Um, you know, a, they make some dwarf laura petalums now that have a fatter leaf and have some interest with little blooms. That may be a good alternative for you. I mean, there's a lot out there. But I think yeah. you're wise to replace them. The Indian hawthorns, to me, are just something we're going to see a continual demise of the Indian hawthorn in the landscape throughout South Carolina. No doubt about it. Okay, I appreciate it. All your right, time. thank you, Danny. Have a great weekend. Thank and you. hold the fort down up in Pickens. All right, I'll All right. Thank, thank you. you. Bye-bye. Folks, we're going to stay with the phone lines and try to get through at least one more caller. We have a few of found us. The phone lines are open at 1-800-347-1063. We're going to Dave in Greenville. Good morning, Dave, and welcome to the Yard Pro Show. 
Good morning. Let me ask you guys a quick question because y'all got to go eat and pay bills. Yeah, know. Well, you know it's just one guy today. You know, my cohort, my 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 co-host Scott decided he was going to go on a cruise or something like that. You know, he's down in the Caribbean <laughs> sipping on um, my tie. I don't know what he's doing today. Um, hopefully, it's sunnier down there than it is for us in the state of South Carolina. <laughs> if it is, he's got a problem. Anyway, <laughs> That's right. Let me ask you something. With Monument, it's, it's kind of the same question about temperature. My yard literally greened up three days ago when when I you know I I watered it the day before it rained and let it rain. Now everything's green and good. There is no nuts edge on the yard, but with these temperatures being so low. I'm going to go to Duncan and pick up some fertilizer, fertilize it today. Ten days from now, I'm thinking about it, which will be like the 29th. I'm thinking about spraying Monument. Am I going to be okay if I do that? Yeah, you should be fine. Uh, Monument's a good product, very safe. Um, It's a good time of year. I mean, I guess you're targeting what, nutsedge and a few other weeds? That's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. And, and the key with that, Dave, and I can't say it enough, with Monument, I found the, the, the best scenario, especially in the, in the homeowner's world of things, mow the grass, let it regrow for about two or three days, let that nutsedge pop up. Right. Excuse me, Dave. I had, to, I had to sneeze there for a second. Um, no once you spray it, try not to do... Excuse me. You know, sneezes always come in pairs. We should we should have some kind of research in that, right? Um, have some kind of time delay building. Like. <laughs> That's right. So what we should do is, um, once we spray it, we should try not to mow it, try not to irrigate it, and do things like that. The longer you can wait from mowing afterwards, the the longer that chemical is going to sit there and have more opportunity to translocate. And I know there's some professionals out there going, yeah, but Mills, once that chemical dries then, you know, it's, it's, the plant's pretty much taken up what it can. It can, but it gets into the leaf. Then once you're in that leaf, it takes time for it to translocate. So you get pretty quick uptake into the leaf, but you got a lot of leaf tissue there where it's got to have time to take it, translocate it all the way down to that tuber. So if you can lay off the mowing for several days after you spray, you'll have better results. You'll have better long-term results. But Monument's a great product. I typically do it for ten days, and I can double cut it on the second day because I got a I got a John Deere. Right, now, there you I, go. <laughs> but, but bottom line is, once I got all that done, um, I should be okay. It, you know, it, and it's going to be close to the end of the month, but I'm not going to take it into yeah. hot weather. I'm still you, okay. you should be fine. About the end of the summer, you may see a little bit of of the nutsedge popping back up in those areas. Um, if you well, do reapply that monument sometime late August, early September is a great time to spray monument for nutsedge control. So uh, nutsedge is just one of those ugly little weeds, man. you got to be persistent. I, I don't know what else to tell you, you know. Uh, I, I got a yard. Well, you used to have a yard full of it. Thank God I got rid of it. <laughs> well, Dave, it was good right, hearing from you today. I hadn't heard from you in a while, so I hope things are going well. Uh, and uh, don't be a stranger. Give us a call sometime. Will do. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Folks, we are quickly, I cannot believe it, time my how time flies. We are down to less than a minute. I have a great, great caller on hold. I hope he will hold in through the bottom of the hour break. I think he may. He's not only a great caller, he's also a great friend. It's Mr. One Bob White. So during this bottom of the hour break, uh, I think I'll be... Singing a little bit of Back to Gilwell for those of you out there that uh, may understand what I'm discussing or the comment I made there. Mr. One Bob White coming up here in just a minute. Folks, you're tuned in to the Yard Pro Show brought to you by Carolina Fresh Farms. It's very simple to find us during the week. It's www.carolinafreshfarms.com. There you will find a link to all of our retail locations in the state. Maps, times were opened, all that good jazz, email addresses. Stay tuned, folks. You can give us a call during the break at 1-800-347-1063 or text us at 71307. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. Do you want the good news or the bad news? Okay, first the bad news. Your damn crawl space is the perfect breeding ground for mold, wood-rotting fungus, rodents, and insects. And the good news? Contact Mount Valley Foundation Services today and you'll save 10% on a crawl seal crawl space encapsulation system to reduce moisture, eliminate mold, and deter critters. Go to fixmyfoundation.com. Mount Valley Foundation Services. Rock solid foundations. Americans are always on the move. They're in the car, at the office, working around the house. Americans refuse to sit still. 
So how do you connect with all of these moving targets? Easy, with radio. Radio reaches 93% of Americans every week, more than Google, Facebook, even television. Because hey, who has the time to sit and watch TV? So when you want to connect with all those constantly moving adults, teens, and millennials, get to iHeartMedia.com and put AMFM Radio to work for your company. December 17, 1903. That's the day the Wright brothers took a 12-second flight that changed the world. Since then, aircraft have gotten better, more advanced. With this innovation comes the need for well-trained mechanics to maintain these marvels of aviation. Those men and women are called aircraft technicians. They keep you safe, secure, and comfortable during air travel. At the Aviation Institute of Maintenance, we train tomorrow's technicians. The Bureau of Labor Statistics reports that the average salary of an aircraft technician in the U.S. is just over $60,000 a year. Call today and start training tomorrow. Visit traintomorrow.com or call 888-FIX-JETS. Call today, train tomorrow. Visit traintomorrow.com or call 888-FIX-JETS. That's traintomorrow.com. For consumer information and specific salary information near you, visit traintomorrow.com. Aviation Institute of Maintenance, training tomorrow's technicians. Coming up this week on The Lutheran Hour, even believers can sometimes live as if God doesn't exist. Hear Dr. Dale Meyer's challenging message this week on The Lutheran Hour. Sunday morning at 7 on WVOC. Graduation season's here, and there's a free playlist to help you revisit the soundtrack of your school days. Check out graduationplaylist.com. Enter the year you graduated. We've got graduation playlists for every year, including 2018. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hearing a certain song can take you right back to a moment in time. Smiles, tears, and what was I thinking memories pop into your head and boom, you're right there. It's like a time machine, a music time machine. Go to graduationplaylist.com, type in your year and start reliving. All your favorite music, all your favorite stations, all free. Do you have a level sunken concrete creating unsightly and dangerous trip hazards? Does your driveway, patio, pool deck, or sidewalk hold water or is cracking? Hi, it's Gary David for Correct Crete. The pros at Correct Crete have precision concrete solutions for you. Offering affordable, quicker, and cleaner alternatives to replacing damaged concrete. They repair, level, and protect your concrete with minimal construction debris. Call 803-622-0904 for a free estimate and learn about Correct Crete's unique procedures and warranties. That's 803-622-0904 or correctcrete.com. Why replace it? Correct it with Correct Crete. Hi, Tom Bodette. Scientists tell us that Earth is overdue for a huge solar flare. Bad news, it'll probably fry our electronics and technology. Good news, we'll all get a spectacular tan. Well, a good place to hunker down for the looming sunpocalypse is Motel 6. You'll get a great low rate on a great room under a roof and save more for other stuff like sunscreen or a nice big hat. Well, I'm Tom Bodette and we'll leave the light on for you. Or maybe not. When the need for senior care arises, there's no place like home. Your loved ones should never have to give up living at home. Visiting Angels will provide home care for your mom or dad at home up to 24 hours per day, including personal care, meals, and light housework. You'll select your professional caregiver with Visiting Angels. Look up visitingangels.com or call 877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. Franchises are available. Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Fox 2. I'm Jacqueline Carl, CBS canceling Kevin Can Wait after two seasons because of the recent ratings drop since they decided to switch out actress Aaron Hayes' character to bring in actress Leah Remini. Well, look at you with yeah. the beard. He looked like that guy. Hugh Jackman? I wouldn't think he looked like Hugh Jackman if you had claws shooting out of your knuckles. The show started out as the network's highest rated comedy, but a network exec tells Deadline with regard to the change in cast, the show made a choice and unfortunately the audience 
audience did not respond to it. ABC's Bachelorette fans, Becca Kufrant from the Bachelor Ari Langdike season is the new Bachelorette, and she says, I wanted to be the best damn Bachelorette I can be. Entertainment Tonight caught up with host Chris Harrison, and he said he knows everything that happens, and this season's going to have the most ridiculous fight ever. Season 14 of The Bachelorette starts May 28th. That's Fox Tube on Fox News. For victims of drunk and drug driving, our grief is unique, but you are not alone. MAD is here to help. Call our 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit mad.org. That's M-A-D-D dot O-R-G. Broadcasting from the World Vision Home Entertainment Studios, WVOC Columbia, and iHeart Radio Station. Available anywhere you go on the iHeart Radio app. Hello and welcome back to the Yard Pro Show, brought to you by Carolina Fresh Farms. I am your host this morning, flying solo, Mills Grant, and it is a delight to be here. We had a very, very busy first half with a lot of great calls, great questions, and we all learned a little bit during that first half, I do believe. We'd love to hear from you this morning, 1-800-347-1063. And as always, you can text us at 71307. Speaking of text... Hi, our yard is full of dandelions. How to get rid of them without weed spray. Thanks. Um, good old-fashioned pooling, pulling. The good thing with a dandelion, it, it, it has more of a central center taproot, and you can pull those out. It is somewhat time-consuming. Now's a good time to do it, especially if it's a warm season long, because there is going to be a void of grass coverage in that area. Um, so, but you can dig down with, with some type of dibble-type tool, uh, get down fairly deep and kind of pop that dandelion out. That's about your best option. A lot of these home control remedies, um, vinegar, things of that nature, they do work. The problem is you're going to get residue in the soil, and it's going to be a while before the desired gr- grass will actually grow back into that area because they are a high salt index. They have a high burn potential, so be aware of that. You can use some some organic products out there, but be careful with that because they are non-selective and in essence, they don't really sterilize the soil, but they're certainly going to make it difficult for grass to fill in and cover over that area. We're going to go back to the phone lines. Uh, my good friend, Mr. Clayton, how are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I am doing outstanding. Um, I was a little afraid to take this. I know you called me. I think it was earlier <laughs> this week, and I was afraid you might call me out. But as you can imagine, this time of the year, I am doing very well considering the how busy I have been. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I know. In fact, uh, your store people tell me how busy you are. Uh, it's, it's, fact, it's unbelievable right now. So, uh, but, you know, I digress. I mean, I guess that's better than the alternative um, at work, right? Always fun to be busy. Absolutely. Um, I've, two months ago, I put in your beautiful fescue, and I've got a lawn that hasn't looked so good for the last 30 years. Well, that's good so, to hear. So how do I take care of the summer? Uh, you know, it's funny, Bob. One thing that, that I wanted to get to uh, by the end of the show is uh, what will this recent rain bring? And I know you have a fescue, fescue bluegrass lawn. And one right. of the issues that I really see is that the, the, the daytime temperatures are warm enough. We're staying very humid at night. I know we've been cooler in the upstate um, uh, the last few evenings because of this cloud cover. My biggest fear, however, we have all this humidity and free moisture sitting around. Um, when it starts drying out and it starts getting warmer and it's really humid, we're going to begin to see brown patch. That's going to be your biggest threat in, in a fescue right. lawn. Um, now's a good time to really start thinking about you know, getting that fungicide out. Um, one of the things I wanted to get into, Bob, is, you know, we can talk, and, and if you continue to listen to the show, I will talk some about how we can mitigate some of the disease um, that, that we know is going to happen. But the only sure. true prevention um, is is using some type of fungicide. Um, you know, we can okay. do some things culturally, but all that is is mitigation. That is going to lessen the, the amount of damage or the rate and development spread of these diseases. But to truly stop these diseases, about our only option out there is to use some fungicide. Um, they're very safe. Uh, it seems expensive on the front end, but if you look at it like you're alone, a, a $80, $90 bag of fungicide will go a long way and keep you pretty much disease-free for quite a while this summer. 
Um, my fear is, though, if we continue on this trend with, with this type of moisture, milder temperatures, then we get hot, then we have some a lot of moisture again, it may extend because these fungicides are only good for about 21 to 28 days. Um, so okay. if we stay in this time frame, you're going to have to do it. Outside of that, you know, fertilization, you should have done all of that that you needed to do at this point on a cool season lawn. Um, we don't want to increase the amount of free nitrogen sitting in the soil uh, because we're just going to feed the, the rate and development and spread of disease. So, you know, limiting fertilization this time of year through the rest of the summer is a good way to mitigate some of the damage that you potentially can see out of this, out of this brown patch fungus, the rhizoctonia. Okay, because we have seen the brown patch, and I, I hated to call you and tell you I had a little of it. Yeah, it, it doesn't surprise me, especially with this, uh, the amount of rain that we've had. Um, and right. and it's, I think it's only going to get worse. I really do. Okay. Okay. So, Give me a call. Let's have lunch I, sometime. We'll do that, and I hope you and your family are doing well. We're doing fantastic. Well, great. Take care. God bless. God bless. Thank you, Bob. I t- tell you, folks – Great call there, great information, and it did lead into something um, that I really wanted to get into and talk about at some point today because I I really feel like with the amount of moisture we're seeing, um, we're going to have some issues with diseases, and it's not just limited to the fescue folks out there with the fescue lawn. Quick, uh, real quickly before I get back on the phone lines here, what's the best kind of grass other uh, or other flora for a roof? Um, I take it that's a rooftop garden. Um, you know, I think what you have to evaluate, number one, how much medium do I have to grow that or, or that, that into? Because when we're growing on a rooftop, there's a limiting factor of, of the load of a roof and how much soil you have. And only you know that, or excuse me, hopefully you have an engineer involved. Um, but we need some medium there to grow it in. So we've got to have soil. Maybe it's a lighter soil. But I think what that also means, because we're limited on the depth of the medium, we need something that's extremely drought tolerant. That's also fairly cold tolerant. Um, I tell you, if I were doing a rooftop garden, I was looking for a grass or a sodded roof. I think I would look long and hard at a new variety of zoysia that uh, we should have ample supply of, hopefully by the 1st of July. It's called Chisholm, as in the Chisholm Trail, because it was developed between Texas A&M and Kansas State. And they actually tested this grass for cold tolerance growing along the Chisholm Trail. And any of those who are familiar with geography of the United States or maybe lived in that area or have traveled to that area or, like me, read a lot about that area and the climate in that area, it is a very, very brutal place to be in the winter. Very cold, very dry, um, a lot of desiccation, a lot of cold injury. And this particular variety called Chisholm, think of it as eventually the new Palisades. It's very similar and the texture, the color, the growth habits of Palisade zoysia, which is one of the best drought-tolerant grasses, if not the top-rated drought-tolerant zoysias on the market, um, it is truly drought-tolerant. This Chisholm has all those attributes, but it throws in having a really much improved cold tolerance. So I think I would go with, Ch- with Chisholm. Uh, we're going to go to the phone lines. Uh, we'll go to Fred, and when we get done with Fred, we'll probably go back and talk a little more about diseases. Uh, maybe give Mr. Bob a little bit more input on how to how to mitigate some diseases or impact of diseases within his lawn. Good morning, Fred, and welcome to the Yard Pro Show. Hey, good morning. Um, my wife and I bought a place out in Woodruff that has a, a good bit of grass acreage. Okay. And some of it we want to cut for hay, but the center section we were going to use as a lawn, and it is a whole mess of all sorts of stuff. There's some Bermuda in there, every weed imaginable. And I'm trying to understand, you know, how low should I cut that center section to try to keep the weeds under control and make it look good? And what should we do for fertilizer and or other treatment of it or the pasture section to try to get it healthy? Yeah, you know, you're dealing with two different, and and I think you realize that um, the way we control or or the way we we handle a pasture sometimes is night and day difference than the way we handle a a uh, lawn, close mowed lawn area. Now, when you say pasture, are you going to harvest this grass for you using it to feed livestock, or do you just want the look of a meadow and a pasture, and you're just going to bush hog it once a year? Well, I, I'm. I don't want to have to cut it all the time, and I'm really hoping that somebody who has livestock would like to come cut it for me and take it away. <laughs> there you go. So we'll or, see. Or worst case scenario, you know, you could go in in that situation where the pasture is really more of a meadow. 
you can maintain a little bit of fertility to keep the density of the pasture there. You'd want to fertilize it once um, normally about this time of the year. We want to test the soils, make sure the pH is good and balanced. We may have to do some lime. Um, if you're not going to use it, and what we have to do, anything you apply from a pesticide standpoint, you need to really read the labels and make certain what the restriction is for using the the grass for forage. I do believe, I'm not 100% certain, yeah, I would have to check it, but the the ag label of pendimethalin pre-emergent, which is a really good pre-emergent um, in the ag side of things, they use a lot on corn, um, but that the it's it's traded under the name of prowl it's also um a pendulum is another trade name you'll see out there it's a basf product um really good pre-emergent you may be able to use some of that to help weeds keep weeds at bay there now this area you're talking about reclaiming making it the close mode turf area my suggestion to you would be to get it fertilized one good time you may want to take that block and use something like the 1906 Confront 3 Dimension we talked about in the first half of the show. That should clean up some broadleaf weeds. It'll give you a little bit of a pre-emergent to help some things that haven't germinated, maybe keep that at bay the rest of the summer, and give you a good shot of fertilizer. But needless to say, I would put that on a fertility program, and I would probably set my mower. I imagine it's blended between fescue and Bermuda and, and all that good likes. I'd probably mow it about two and a half inches, maybe three and a half but I wouldn't go higher than three and a half inches. Um, I would keep it mowed a little bit closer, and I think you're just going to have to do that mechanically, mow it, fertilize it once, and kind of see what you've got and what is the next step going to be. Um, because some things are probably going to pop up, or hopefully they don't pop up, where maybe this is easier than, than what you initially planned. Um, you know, keep in mind the Bermuda that's there is probably the common Bermuda, so it's, it's that variety or, or that particular strain of Bermuda. If we lower the height below two and a half inches, it's really going to begin to thin out with you, and it's not going to be real dense like a golf course fairway. Okay. Yeah, this has been abandoned for a few years, so it has just been allowed to grow wild. Yeah. And uh, is, is there something you'd recommend we do uh, in the fall? Uh, to prepare, you know, once it goes dormant or that piece of it goes dormant, I guess? Yeah, I think what you have to do when, as you approach fall is make a decision sometime in September or August or, or, or August or September. You need to maybe maintain it now. Make a good decision. Is this mostly a fescue patch or do we want it mostly a Bermuda patch? Because you're going to treat each one of them differently. If you want it mostly fescue, you're going to go in and do some overseeding um, because those lower mowing heights not allowing it just to grow naturally, it's going to negatively impact the growth of the fescue as we get through June, July, and August with the heat. Um, so you may want to, if you want it more fescue, you're going to have to overseed. If you have more Bermuda in there and want to encourage it, then that's when we're probably going to say, hey, you'd be better off putting some pre-emergent out, treat this as a Bermuda lawn. Um, you're going to have to choose one or the other at some point. But before you choose that, I think you just need to get in there and start mowing it and and see what you got see what it does okay no that's great thank you all right excellent no thanks a lot that's great well fred i Big appreciate challenge. the call this morning so uh good luck with you and and remember too as you go through this process take a few pictures you're in woodruff you're not far from our duncan location you know take some pictures go in to, go into the duncan location ask information you know you can email pictures it's simple it's duncan at carolinafreshfarms.com you can email questions, pictures there. Hey, where should I go now? Um, and continue to listen to the show and call us in and give us update. And, and we can discuss it there as well. Okay, that's great. Thank you very much. Thank you, Fred. Have a great weekend. You too. All right, bye-bye. Folks, it has been a blast this morning. It's amazing how quick time flies. We have about, I don't know, nine or ten minutes left. And one of the things I would really like to get to, uh, text lines are a little slow. I guess everyone's still watching the the after show of the royal wedding, um, which I had no idea the royal wedding was taking place until last night. I've kind of removed myself from all news agencies and news streams for the last six months, and I've never been more at peace and happier, I think, in life um, for a different subject. Maybe that'd be a good call-in for, uh, for, for, for one of our local uh, afternoon broadcasts of how relaxed I am from removing myself from, from newscasts. Um, so I had no idea this was taking place, but I'm, I guess that's why it's a little slow today. I'm sure it has nothing to do with cloudy, overcast, rainy weather and 
those of you sitting at home drinking, sipping on a little coffee after while I sit here in the studio with wet feet and half asleep because I have been awake since 4.30 for the last three mornings. Um, don't normally get up that early, but I got to give a shout out to uh, the crew at both Thornblade and at Furman. I have volunteered there for the last three mornings, last two mornings at, at Furman, of setting up for the BMW Charity uh, Classic this weekend, which is I do that every year, and it's a lot of fun. It's great to see Paul Brandenburg uh, last two mornings and, and Randy Long, the superintendent out at Thornblade, on, on Thursday morning. Golf courses are in excellent shape, folks. So if you enjoy playing golf, uh, right after this tournament would be a good time to make a trip out to Furman and uh, play around the golf because the greens are spectacular, fairways have come in nice, and uh, you can see a lot of our sod product. i got to go ahead and say it out there on some of the tee boxes. So we're happy to have those relationships and – and uh, forge through that and volunteer. Uh, just a little upset that I have wet feet this morning with a half-inch thunderstorm shortly before 6 a.m. So, uh, you know, this rain, and, and when you're out in it and you're tromping through the rain um, and, and you get your feet wet and muddy, um, you can't help when you're a professional in the industry to think about all of this. And, and one of the things that comes to mind, uh, you heard from Mr. Bob that called in about his concern with, with brown patch on his fescue. That's the number one disease, number one issue that any of you that have a cool season lawn need to be concerned with. But if you have a Bermuda, a centipede, a St. Augustine, a zoysia lawn, you're not out of the woodwork. And you don't have just one disease that you need to figure out how to prevent or mitigate issues from. You have multiple diseases um, that, that potentially could be an issue with this amount of water. Um, uh, you know, as the sun comes out, the humidity really ramps up. You know, brown patch will affect, especially St. Augustine lawns in densely shaded areas when it's really hot and warm. We have another disease that's running rampant right now. Conditions are extremely favorable for take-all. Um, take-all can be a pretty nasty disease on a St. Augustine lawn. Um, you know, how do we identify those? You know, brown patch, it's going to look as if somebody poured some hot grease in the lawn. Uh, it's, it's, it's the easiest way for me to explain it to you. You're going to come out one morning, you're going to see an area that looks not just wilted. You know, wilted turf has leaves are still kind of upright. It has that grayish, bluish tinge to it. This has a wet, looks like somebody poured oil in your lawn. It it really just kind of melts the grass down. Irregular patterns. Um, it actually it 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 kind of gets in that leaf sheath. You'll see lesions on the leaves. The difference when you see something like take all in St. Augustine, you go to to pull up St. Augustine leaves, if they come loose in your hand and the stolen stay on top of the soil, more than likely you have take-all, or excuse me, more than likely you have brown patch because that leaf is releasing from that stolen. Now, if you pull it up and the stolen and everything comes loose and there are no roots, then that's probably take-all because take-all is, more of a, is attacking more of the roots and not, not the crown of the plant or the leaf sheath. Um, but both of them could be... Very, very unsightly in the lawn and cause a lot of damage. Um, something like pillar, something like headway, you know, those products are what we need to get out as a preventative source probably now, especially in that Columbia market, in that Charleston market. We know it's going to be an issue. What are other diseases? Dollar spot. Um, dollar spot's really been ramping up the last few weeks. I've seen a, a good bit of dollar spot um, here and there. Um, it's been a little scattered. Dollar spot. You know, it looks like silver dollars or the size of silver dollars. It's straw-colored. Um, they can range anywhere from two inches the size of a sil silver dollar up to six inches. A lot of it depends on how tall you're mowing the grass. Um, you'll see what looks like spider webs early in the morning when the dew's on it. That's actually the mycelium from the fungus. Gray leaf spot's going to become an issue, especially on St. Augustine. Don't forget, um, here soon we'll be releasing uh, Tamstar, which is certainly much, much improved resistance to gray leaf spot. So if you're looking at resodding some St. Augustine or sodding St. Augustine, you, you may want to hold your horses a few weeks and really give Tamstar a shake um, because of its disease resistance. Um, you know, rust. I, I'm really surprised. I haven't seen a lot of rust, but rust can can be a pretty nasty disease on zoysias and on 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 cool season lawns. But there are a lot of diseases out there. But I want to tell you, there's a couple of things you can do. Prevention is the key. Get the fungicide out. Now's a good time to do it in the next few days before we get sunny again and we get warm and humid again. Get the preventive fungicide out. They're systemic. Let them get into the plant. Let them do their work before we really see an outbreak of disease. But beyond that, there's some things you can do in the landscape 
that will really, really help um, mitigate some of the damages from these diseases. And this is the neat thing. You don't have to be an expert to do some of these things. If you do these, you will lessen not only the threat, but lessen the potential damage you'll have from these diseases. And all these diseases have one thing in common. If we do these things, all of them seem to have a positive response on help mitigating diseases. First and foremost, um, early morning waterings. You know, I don't know in reality how big of a difference it makes, but I will tell you this. When we know we have a high, you know, Bermuda lawns, don't mow them too close, but don't let them get too tall. I mean, mow them at the proper mowing height. If you want more information on mowing height, that's simple. You can visit us during the week at www.carolinafreshfarms.com. There you will find the link for your type of grass on your lawn. There's some great information there. Read through it, especially about mowing height. Um, irrigation habits. We don't want to irrigate every day. We want to irrigate, pick out two or three days in the week. This time of the year, probably two days a week. We want a half to three-quarters inch of, of rain during those irrigation events. We want to recreate that. We want anywhere between an inch, inch and a half of, of total accumulated irrigation during a week, and we're good. We don't want to oversaturate the soils because that's only going to lead to more fungus issues within the lawn. So be on the lookout this week. This rain is certainly going to bring some disease issues to the lawn. Um, you know, it's it's time to think about the fungicides. Headway, pillar, either one will work. Um, Eagle, uh, if you're having some things like, uh, you know, dollar spot, things like that, don't forget about Eagle. It's still a great product. It's a little bit cheaper. may not last as long, but excellent. And speaking of dollar spot, fertilization. If you keep the soils from a fertility standpoint where they need to be keep the grass healthy nine times out of ten that lawn you may get dollar spot but it will grow out of it fairly quickly especially with bermuda so don't forget about the fertilization folks you've been listening to the yard pro show today hope you've had a great time i know i've thoroughly enjoyed it um one last text what is the best way to get rid of horse nettle any good broadleaf weed killer should work with that however however with horse nettle you're going to have to do some multiple applications. I find the best thing to do, a good pair of heavy leather gloves, get out there and pull it because you know those thorns will get you if you don't. Single tap root, you can pull it, get rid of it pretty quick. You've been listening to the Yard Pro Show, brought to you by Carolina Fresh Farms. Have a great week gardening. We'll talk to you next week. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.